how narrowing your focus can triple your business. So today on the Pollinator Podcast, we have a man whose clients call him Math Jesus, but it's not because of his haircut. It's because of the miraculous results that he gets for them. He is the owner of Piece of Pie Learning, a tutoring company that specializes in the preparation for the SAT math test. And he has had quite the, the story and the journey in how he's been able to, to build this business. Just two years ago, he was just doing one-on-one -on -one tutoring and now has an entire team of, of tutors, has launched in the classes that sometimes have over uh, 80 students at a time in them and has literally helped kids not just go by a hundred point increase, which is kind of his average, but 200, even 300 points uh, have, has had several kids get 800 perfect scores on the, the math and has become a fairly successful little business in the process. So Mr. Renan D'Souza, thank you very much for being with us. No, and thank you for having me, Will. That was a, a, an introduction that I couldn't do myself. So thanks for that. That was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Well, tell us, you know, let's just kind of like jump in and, and, you know, we're not so much talking about math. So for everybody that was like afraid we're going to be talking about math today, that's not so much. We're going to talk about kind of the, the other lessons that uh, we've kind of uh, learned and you've seen kind of coming through this. And, and when I asked you that, like, what's been the big lesson? You just said, don't be afraid. And I think that that can resonate in a lot of ways with folks who are going out and starting their own business. I mean, there's plenty of things to be afraid of, but for you, what what are maybe a couple of those, those big things that, that that relates to? What what should people not be afraid of that you can tell them about? Well, I mean, for me, a, a big one is um, that I, you know, I've always liked to do things myself. Kind of like, you know, when in the beginning, even before I had a website and just the thought of creating a website, I was like, oh, let me figure this out. Let me go on to WordPress and I can do this or uh, right now, like we have, you know, a current issue that we've been having, which is uh, the grade book and all these things that relate to uh, classroom management. And I'm here still stubbornly, right, uh, creating my own grade book on Excel. And, you know, I, I like to do things myself, but at a certain point, you just don't have enough time in a day. And it could be a little bit scary to delegate that work to somebody else. Are they going to do it the way that I want them to do it? Are um, am I going to have to manage them? And I don't know, it just took me a while. And, and ultimately, it's uh, what, what helped me not be afraid was just that I had no other option. And also you, I mean, you were there guiding me and telling me, like, just stop, stop being a fool. Just get someone else to help. you. And so but once I did it once, once I, you know, had someone else come in and, um, you know, started delegating work, be it to you know, keep up with the kids' homework or uh, do the grading, even though I'm still stubbornly using my own grade book, I have someone else input those grades uh, or any other menial task that I don't necessarily need to be doing. Yeah. You, know, you just write down the, the procedure, right? That's step one. Like, so how would you like it to be done? Write it down as best as possible and then just get someone else to do it. And if something goes wrong, you just come in there and fix it together like a team. And after I did it once, I, I fell in love with the pro with that, you know, with that process immediately. And I'm not afraid. Now I'm like, I'm hiring. Let's go. Like, you know, if, if teachers or if you're, if you have good uh, uh, planning skills and you don't like to do the math part, or you don't want to be a tutor, you want to do something else that helps me stay organized. 
I'm all in now. So that, that was one aspect of not being afraid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's, but I, I know there's some others that, that, have, that have come up too, and that we'll, we'll kind of get into, get into those. So, cause I have a, I have a lot of questions for you for, you know, that, that I think can be helpful to, to other people that are, that are trying to grow up and, and in, in, in the business to grow their business, you know, from that point of where, you know, they may be the, the solo, like they may be the only person in their business, or maybe they've just got like one or two other people they rely on, but now they're trying to, to get something and, and maybe something that can scale, you know, really huge, but, but even if it's just scale to a, a larger point where, you know, it provides them that freedom and they're not always bogged down uh, into it because, and, you know, I think when we originally met, like, I, I think you told me like you were, you were doing better than, uh, than you were as a teacher, but like you were still working like 80 hours a week. Like you were probably tutoring, you know, 30 plus non-stop. hours a week. And then you had all that kind of stuff on top of it. Right. It was like non-stop. All the yeah. It was it, it, as soon as school let out until freaking some, I mean, some kids are crazy and they, I would tell them I'm only, I'm only available at 10 PM. They're like, I'm down. So 10 to 12 PM. We were too. And so until, until midnight, like every day. And then on the weekends getting up early and it was crazy. It was crazy, but something just came to mind and, and, and kind of not really a tangent, but related to what we're saying right now about um, not being afraid. Something that just came to mind, that it, I remember when we first started working together and I mean, this just shows how afraid I was. You were like, look, Renan, you don't have to, you don't have, you know, you could be just a self-employed tutor or you can scale up, you know, and, and have a business, right? And you can have tutors and and you can be running this and i was like no yeah i just want to be a self-employed tutor but uh with something org i I wanted things to be more organized but the idea of growing and scaling was it just it was very scary because i just yeah i was like man for me to i couldn't imagine having more work or what it felt like it would be more work than i would i already had and then on top of that to have to manage a team and then all these other things that at the time, I didn't know what went into it. Right. It's not easy. It's definitely still not easy right now. And, I, and I'm, I'm still growing and learning. But I was, I didn't like to admit it back then, but I was really scared of growing. Yeah. And, and, and that, <clears throat> man, that's so, I think that's so salient for, for so many people, because just what you described there of like, when you're in it, when you're just like stuck in it and you're doing all this stuff and now adding on you know, team members or delegating. It's like, oh, I, I, you know, maybe in the long run, I can envision, you know, it, it makes things easier or expands capacity or, or does all these things, but it just seems like that much more of a burden and an extra task. And so maybe, maybe we can kind of get into to kind of some of the steps and the baby steps that, that went through and kind of tell that story, but let's back up a little bit. Like how, how did you get, get into this? Cause I mean, you're like an Ivy league guy and, and, you know, you, you kind of came back to, to Miami, but how, how did you get into the, the, the place where you were just kind of the self-employed tutor when we started? And then we can kind of talk into to what's happened since then. I mean, so, I mean, I graduated in 2015 and I came back home um, that summer thinking that I was going to go into pre-med, Right. Or I don't know. Actually, no, it was like uh, research and nutrition. So like uh, completely different from teaching math. 
or running a business, right? And so you've got this nutrition degree from Cornell. From Cornell, and yeah. You like that was going to be your your path. Yeah, and then uh, my advisor was like, if you apply to a grad, if you get do some research, apply to a graduate school, you're a shoe in for a top graduate school to get a PhD in nutrition. And I was, you know, I was into fitness, and I was thinking about uh, creating a, a training people, whatever, right? Just going down that nutrition uh, fitness route. And I was doing research for this company called examine.com where basically I would get the latest research on nutrition and supplementation and I would break it down for the layman, right? In layman terms. Yeah. And I was doing that for a year while trying to find a position in a lab to do research within the lab because I needed that, or at least I was told I needed that in order to then apply to graduate school because I did a poor job during college of like, I, I didn't find a lab to work in. I didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, the first generation, and I didn't have any guidance. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find a position in a lab, but all the labs required that you had uh, experience. It's kind of that cash 22 when you apply to a yeah. job that required experience, but it's your first, you know, you don't have experience. How do I get experience? I'm going to get experience if I don't right? get the job first. Yeah. So it was the same thing. And doing research that examine, you know, I, I love nutrition. I, I love biochemistry. I love science, but it just wasn't for me. I was in front of my computer doing research, not really having, having an interaction with people. I just didn't like it. And at a certain point, one of my uh, former teachers came to me and he was like, hey, do you want to tutor? And I was like, I guess. And I used to tutor in high school. This sounds kind of fun, right? Or whatever. I remember being fun. And he was like, yeah. And then he told me that it paid more than, you know, what I was getting at exam. And of course, me, you know, I'm still, I was still living with my mom at the time. And um, well, I'm still now, but anyway, it's not talking about that, but you know, at, at that time I was like, I, I got, I need to get paid more. Right. And maybe this being on the side, it could help. So I did it and I fell in love immediately. Right. Just, just having that interaction. It was one-on-one -on -one, was like biology. And to be honest, at the time I, I pretended like I knew biology and I, I hadn't taken a class in like four years and, but I made it work. I would study beforehand, you know, I learned the content I needed. I would show up and then I would break it down in a way that the student would understand it. They would do well on their test. And that was very fulfilling. I was like, man, I love, I love being able to, you know, pass down this knowledge to these kids who need it, you know, and who are struggling. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing less led to the next. The, the students appreciated the help. So then I would get another, you know, another student through this company and then another one and another one and another one. And then next thing you know, after a year, you know, I was tutoring like four or five, six kids consistently. And the same person who that I who I was tutoring for told me that there was a position at Dural Academy for a teacher. And it was like a tutoring kind of like a, a not really a teaching position, but kind of a tutoring position. It was it was an interesting uh, gig that they, they needed help with. And I was like, I did the math there and I was like, so I could teach it during the day and then I could tutor two things that I feel like I'm going to enjoy way more than this research. And I just made the jump. I made the, the jump. I made the plunge. I don't know if that's the phrase, right? I teach math. So I, I you know, I, I, I did that and I took the leap of faith and I guess there I wasn't afraid, at least at that point. And I just said, forget the PhD, forget the, and I always tell the, the I always use this story to tell students that you don't always have to have it figured out, right? It's, it's okay not to know what you're going to do. You're going to think you're going to do one thing. And the next thing you know, you're doing something else just because, that's just what your heart is calling for you to do. And that's what I did. And um, fast forward, I taught at Dural Academy. It went great. I loved it. 
come summertime, they were even going to put me to teach more advanced classes. But then the same mentor who helped me while I was at the Royal Academy teaching algebra one, you know, I mentioned to him that I wanted to go back to school to maybe get a master's. And he's like, don't wait until you have a family to do that. You're not going to have time to go now. And like for whatever he used to say I would do. So I was like, all right. And then I quit. So then they were like, what the heck, man? Like, I felt kind of bad. But at the same time, I was like, I needed to figure out what I what I wanted to do. However, so I quit. I registered at Miami-Dade College to get a master's and maybe teaching math or something. I wanted to expand that and maybe be able to teach as a professor. Right. That's that's kind of where I was going now. But as soon as I did that, the SAT kind of started like the the tutor, the demand for tutoring for that started picking up even more because while I was at Doral was that was the time where I started becoming popular on my own as a tutor. Right. So as opposed to tutoring for the other person who had started me. Right. You know, I I would meet some kids in Doral. I was their teacher or uh, and, and, and not it would be like a friend of the kid that I had in the class would hear about me and they would need my help for some other class. And I started helping them with that. And next thing you know, it was SAT. Then I started doing little groups. Right. So that happened while I was teaching at the route. I was kind of like these, you know, little bootleg. I would show up with the board and, uh, and I would just like, you know, come in with problems and we would do it on the freaking board at their house group of like four. Um, and I did that while I was teaching. So then when I quit the route, I still had those groups going. So my thought process was, all right, I'm going to go back to school and then still tutor. Perfect. You know, like then I can do both. I never went to a class. Paid a thousand dollars. Then I forgot about it. My mom's still mad about that. She's like, I want that. Money. You should have given me that a thousand. I was like, I'm sorry, mom. Like I just, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure you could probably afford it now, but yeah, I know for real. That's very true. But whatever, you know, and that's what that's that was 2017, August. From then on, the I started taking the SAT. And I really wanted to see what what it was about. And I've taken it 13 times since then. And, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's a good time. And I actually I kind of people think I'm crazy, but I enjoy it a little bit. Um, How many times have you got? How many times have you gotten 800 on the math? In the 11, they got me twice. I got one wrong twice. They got me, bro. <laughs> I was Missed mad. two problems in 13 times. I was mad. But so yeah. that gives you some credibility in, in, the, in the, the, the whole space, right? Well, it helps me stay. I think the most important thing about taking that test so many times was that it, it, it really showed me. Uh, first, it put me in the, into the student's shoes, right? So I know what they feel. And even though the test does not matter for me, I would still get nervous. And I'm not the best reader. Reading comprehension isn't my thing. So I would still freak out when the lady's like 10 more minutes and I'm there trying to finish. And I'm like, lady, be quiet. I'm trying to read. And I know a lot of students can probably relate to that or the clock is ticking and it's throwing me off. So I really wanted to put myself in their shoes. But more, more so than that, I wanted to see what was actually on the test. Like, are the practice exams that College Board put out, right? do they accurately reflect, reflect the exam? And uh, I don't know about that. So, yeah. <laughs> So then, you know, several years from 2017, all the way until now, little things happen here and there. I, I was, you know, I, I was shifting between SAT. Sometimes I did less of it. And I did, you know, other pre-cal physics tutoring. I was doing everything. But um, long story short, I think it was in 2019. Yeah. When, you know, things were really picking up. 
And there was this like intermediate period where I taught at Matter Lakes. I taught him. I almost went back into teaching. Right. And I, and then, but then three months in, I was like, this is insane. And shout out to all the teachers out there. Like you guys really have your work cut out for you. Like I'm, I'm thinking back of all the work and, and especially if you care and you're in there early, they don't pay you guys enough. That's, that's hands down. They do not pay teachers enough. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't do it. And I was like, no, you know what? And so that was like the, the, the last straw on the camel's back where I was like, no, I'm going full in into tutoring. So, it, and then from that point, I think that was in 2018, October, 2018, I went f- all in one year later around October, 2019, I had way more than I could handle, which was great. You know, this is when you were saying that basically I was tutoring, uh, 80 hours a week and making great money could not complain way more than I was making as a teacher. Um, but I was going crazy. Yeah. I was going crazy. And then of course, uh, yeah, I I had, I had these, uh, these consistent clients of mine, the, there were two twins or twins. I don't know how you would say that, but I had been tutoring them for several years. And at a certain point they could tell that I was, my my candle, Cat. yeah, it was I was burning the candle on both ends. It's not I was not the same person as I usually was when I would go tutor, and the the father sat down with me, and we had this conversation. And then at a certain point, he's like, you know, I think you, I feel like at this point in your, you know in your in your business development and growth, or you should probably get some help. And I was like, what do you mean by that? You know, like hire people like no nah, i'm good i was like I, I have this i have this under control i was trying to tell him and he's like no 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 but listen you're and i'm i have more experience than you just sit down right now you need to listen to me because i can help you out and i was like all right i respected him a lot so i sat down it's kind of like a, an uncle to me you know and i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna listen and he told me he's basically like so i had this guy who uh worked with me he helped me design uh i forgot what it was but you you helped him design some sort of like uh, business, yeah, business plan, plan, right for a nonprofit organization. That it was going to be some interesting stuff, but we'll kind of keep yeah. that under, under wraps. But yeah, we yeah. Had, we had done some work together. So, and he's like, you should you should contact him. He can maybe help you uh, set up some, you know, have more structure. And to me, at the time, I was like, structure, order, <laughs> not <laughs> less chaos. Like, yes, yes, bring it. And I was like, all right, cool. And that's when he, you know, he gave me your number. Yeah. I contacted you and, you know, we had our first meeting and I was really like, all right, this guy seems like he knows what's up. Like he's got the whole mustache. It was like the, the, the farm, the, far- the farmer genie. <laughs> I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy knows what's up. Well, and- so I mean, so that, that's, that's what kind of brought it to, to that point. Right. So, and, and I, there's a key distinction there too. Cause like a lot of people get out into to, to business and it, and it wasn't that you were struggling to, to find clients. Like it was, you were, you were hitting that cap. And so what was keeping you from being able to grow was not the ability to find clients. It was in fact, the ability to, to, to structure things out. Your, your pricing was off having a, a focus you know, you were driving all over town, you know, going to, to all these, these folks' houses and stuff. And, and I, I want to point out a key thing that is a, a lesson 
for folks with you. And you mentioned this before, like with you know, teachers who care, that's one of the key things. Like the reason that you had an ample supply of work is because you do good work. And like you really cared about the value and the delivery of the service that you were providing. And there's a lot of people that go out there and they, they put a lot of emphasis on, oh, the marketing, I got to sell, I got to do all this. But then they forget that their ultimate marketing and sales asset is the quality of the fulfillment of their product. Because if you don't have good reviews, you don't have a good reputation, you don't have a, a good track record, you're going to be spending a heck of a lot more in time and money trying to promote your mediocre ass product yeah. rather than going in and making sure that it's great and then being able to tell that story recruiting the, 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 the people, giving them the, the power that you've worked with to, to tell that story too. And it doesn't, it doesn't just happen, but it becomes a, a, a lot easier. Yes. This is the, that, and I guess, and yeah, exactly. Uh, and I just feel like, um, I mean, that's been the, the <clears throat> kind of the, the, the foundation of, how I work, right? It's been quality over everything. Just the, 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 but I think at that time, specifically, because that was before the SAT prep course. Right. Well, that was the, that was kind of like the, I just made sure I did it. That was the move, right? Yeah, yeah. So at that time I was everywhere, right? I was, but I was, you know, everywhere doing my, the best job that I, that I could do. But I felt like literally I was like this, like in all directions. And then you just help me like, hold up. Let's, let's. Well, it goes back to that conversation. You brought it up very first. Like the, the first question was, or one of the first questions was, all right, do you, what kind of business do you want to have? Like, yeah. do you want to just be a successful self-employed tutor? Or do you want to build something that, that can potentially, that can grow into a, a business or be something that that's larger and that gives you a little bit more freedom because you have <clears throat> some other uh, interests. I know you, you keep talking about uh, just just disappearing one day into the Himalayas and go study with all the yogis <laughs> I and just stuff. go meditate, yeah. Right? Wow. <laughs> you've, but, been, you've been holding me back from that, bro. <laughs> like when, I go, when, on, right? when I go crazy, you're like, just relax, relax. Don't leave yet. <laughs> let's make it, you know, let, let's fully separate it. And we're getting pretty close. We're getting pretty close. But you know, the, it, it took that focus, right? So, so going back into the, that, that farm mentality is like, all right, what are we going to grow? Cause like you said, you were tutoring college calculus and, and middle school algebra, yeah. like, and you know, got a, a wide variety, but it came like, what do you really enjoy? And when it, it like kind of tying into to some of the, the, the passion of it, you know, you were really excited about being able to help kids on the, the SAT. On the SAT, yeah. And, and that math. And when you said, like, you know, you'd ace the thing like 10 times at the, uh, at the time, like, man, there, there's a strong, some strong credibility. <clears throat> and then we start looking at the business model around it too, right? Because, you know, tutoring in, in some of these subjects and some of the core subjects and things for like high school you know, they're kind of like nice to have, right? Like, you know, ultimately people have to get good grades, but usually in, in my experience, like kids can kind of get through it or they'll find some other help, this and that and the other. And if somebody is going to, to be paying for that one-on-one -on -one tutoring in there, it's because they're really trying to get that, 
you know, A, or make sure that they're, they're, they're going to be set up well for, for college admissions. But that market is a lot smaller. Whereas for all the kids that are planning on going to college and you know, college admissions and predominantly that being SAT, like that's, it's pretty much a have to have. We know there's, you know, some schools that maybe aren't requiring right. it or it isn't important or, or as important, but still for the vast majority of them, and certainly here in the state of Florida, uh, that's still very much a, a need to have. And there we, we can also look out at the market research, right? And we know that all these other tutoring companies are doing kind of SAT math prep, but you had a unique, and I remember asking, it's like, all right, or you know, can you differentiate? Like, how are you much better? And you're like, man, like, let me tell you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so we had, we could find all these differentiation points on doing that. And so that became the move, right? Like, all right, well, let's, let's focus around on that in a campaign and, and let's build this SAT math prep class. That's not going to be just for small groups that kind of form themselves, but open it up. All right. Let, let's, let's invite some other people in there and build off of the strengths that you already had. But it didn't, it didn't jump to like, that was your main focus. And that was, you know, you got 80 kids. I think you had what, maybe, what was it, a dozen or something that, that first time that you did it? It was, no, we were, I think like 36 or, or 40, but that wasn't the, we, we, we had set in, in our mind, like, okay, the, what's the minimum amount of students you need in this yeah, class? For that's what it was. Like, if we could get 12 kids, like it would be worth doing it. You still got your one remember stuff that you're doing, right? It was between five and eight students. If you can get five kids in these three classes, we're good to go. And then, but we can have up to eight or whatever. And we maxed out each one. And, you know, we, we, we did the right stuff, put out the word. Everyone knew kind of already had, you know, had some credibility and it was great. Maxed out the, the classes. And, you know, from there it was, I guess everything, it was history. I don't know. It, it, it was, you know, everything started flowing really nice and well, kind of, and then Corona hit, but <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, you know, definitely. everything was like, yo, this is nice because it, it went from me having me just, you know, the people would contact me and they'd be like, hey, do you do SAT tutoring? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, what's the rate? And then I'd be like, oh, this, this, blah. I didn't even have a website. Right. Right. So then you were like, all right, step one, you're going to have to slowly tutor less things and focus in on SAT. I remember the phrase you told me, it's like, deliver the one basket first, right? I was like, oh, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. He's like, yeah, I get that. You want to diversify later. First, let's deliver one basket. And that, that stays with me. Uh, and that's basically what happened. I was like, all right, I'm not going to drop these other clients, but I'm slowly going to start not accepting other not tutors. taking on new ones, right? Yeah. Focus in on SAT and then figure out how to uh, create a systematic process for the SAT, right? systematize it as much as possible. And step one to that was get a landing page so that people can sign up. Um, and then from there, you know, figure out the content within the course that you're going to be using. And things can change here and there, but like a general idea of what you'd be teaching in each lesson. Right. It's not a shotgun approach at this point when we have to. Right. You have to, you have to lay everything out. And I think, I mean, to be honest, I stayed in that phase for a good that was intense in, in the, in the, in the, the, what no is better. it called? The Just development the, of the material. The curriculum development and, and tweaking right. that whole process. And, and again, back to what we're saying Quality. for that, that core, like making sure the product was good. 
was good. So, and so starting with a minimum viable product iterations, like every time, but you've, you've continued to, to iterate and you're still kind of iterating, but got it. You got to a point where you're getting like really solid results consistently and to the point where you're handing it off to, to other folks. Well, well, I think, well, hold on, Paul. I think that was really important. Uh, what you said there about the minimal viable product, right? Which is you already knew, or you, I don't know if you knew this about me back then, but you know about this about me now that I really like to focus on quality. And that was one of the number one, and to the point where I know throughout the last two years, there was times where you're like, Renan, you need to stop a little bit, you know, focus a little less on quality. You already do a phenomenal job on that and try to work on these other important processes that are going to allow your business to, to flow. And I think that's really important uh, for just any person who's trying to run their business. And it's that, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in that loop of, because like quality is important and that I think should be like, in my opinion, is number one, right? Yeah. But it's very easy to get caught up in the loop of trying to make it too perfect. Well, and, and, and perfection is the, the enemy of progress, right? Right. Remember you told and me And so that. that's something that we, and, and <clears throat> you know, we've had these conversations where, where we relate because I'm very much the, the same way. When I was a teacher, I, I was very much the same way and I'd be at school till eight o'clock at night and all these other things. And so leaning back on that experience and like, it doesn't have to, to be a hundred percent to your standard to, to surpass a hundred percent of expectations of what people are coming in and what they're paying for. Right. And so that's, that's been a, a key thing. You told me that it's the kids who got C's in school that are the best business owners. And yeah. kid, you know, it's good enough, you know, like let, let's just work with it and we'll tweak it after. And that, that stuck with me too. And, and, you really helped me and, and big shout out and, and helping me stay the course and not get too, so sucked into the work, the, the making it perfect. And I think that was key, you know, so we had that first group. You were like, just put out what you have already. Let's just get things flowing. I kind of set something up on, on the fly. It, it was good. I still made sure and week to week, I still made sure that the, 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 the quality was there. We produced great results. Corona hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, what the, what's going on? We moved virtual, made it work. The results kept getting better. I was freaking out, obviously. I was, Let me tutor this. So there were still moments there where I would try to go back to, and you were like, deliver the basket, deliver the basket, stick, stick to the plan. And I was like, all right. And we kept going, we kept flowing. And then eventually now, right, I'm, I'm starting to finally see where we have teachers, uh, teaching, or I call them teaching assistants, right? They're the associates. Yeah. But at this point, they're the teachers now. That's what it felt like. And I was telling you the, uh, you know, last night we had one of our, our major reviews uh, coming into the December test right now. And one of my head teachers couldn't make it. And she told me ahead of time. And she's been telling me for a while, like, I need some, I need some time off or not. Right? She, she's been working with me for whatever, since the beginning. And I'm like, no, I feel you. You know, we work weekends and we're still on that point where we're working a lot. We're like, we need, we need to get some, some people trained up. Yeah. So I had reached out to former students of mine who knew the course really well, trained them. And then next thing you know, yesterday I saw them teaching and they were doing a phenomenal job. I was so proud. I was like, this is amazing. So it got me really, really excited. And, and it kind of went back to don't be afraid, right? It's like right. I had another moment throughout the cycle where, you know, I was growing it. Everything was, was flowing. I, I, I understood what I was going to teach on a week to week basis. And then I think this was like it started this year in, in March where it was like the next yeah. phase where you were like, hey, Let's bring some help in now. Now that you have the course kind of structured, 
find someone to help teach. And then I reached out. And then at first I was a little, again, afraid, reluctant to be like, am I going to really just throw them in there and teach? And you were like, yeah, just train them, show them. I show them how it's done and put faith in other people. Yeah. And that's what I did. That's what I was like, you know what? I know you'll do great. <clears throat> and they did. And then to be honest, we were talking about the session after. I think the kids liked them better than me. <laughs> no, for real. Cause, cause they're young. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, it's funny. Right, because they speak the same Gen X lingo that, that I, that you're always throwing at me. And I'm like, what, what are, are you even speaking English? Like, huh? yeah, yeah, I know that. No, no cap. A- no ALR. Cap that. that was a new one. I, I, ALR. I was like, what are these guys saying? Bro? ALR. <laughs> all right. Or I don't know if it's uh-huh. all right. Or, but, but no, that was, that was really, um, it, it struck home, especially yesterday where I'm like, that's right. You know, I'm young. I'm young. Don't worry, people. I'm young. I'm turning 30. That's young. Every time I say that's old people freak. What you mean that's old? You're young. Right, right, I'm right. young, but these kids are younger. <laughs> these students, you know, our teachers. And that's actually, I think the best part. Yeah. They can relate to the students and the students say, oh, they talk just like me or, oh, we do, you know, we're like three years apart. Like they know what's up. They speak the same language. Uh, they do similar things. They know, they know what's, what, what's cool and what's not. All I have to do, right. To, to compliment that here's the system. I'm, I, so I'm, I'm the brain. You guys do a better job of teaching, but anyways, so that's where we're at right now. And, and I'm, and I'm happier than ever. Well, so let's let's break that down. I want to jump back into the 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 business things and things that are that are transferable. Like certainly, like keep an eye on quality, minimum viable product, iterate. You know, uh, don't don't be afraid to to delegate. But to delegate to, you know, you had to have the you had to have the cash flow going in. Uh, you had to be able to 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 market and get it out. One of the things that I think that we we kind of alluded to before. This has all been pretty much organic, right? So either just direct word of mouth or uh, yeah, Instagram has been the, the primary channel for you. Social so we've worked yeah. some on, you know, content being out there, but also, you know, not just teaching and informational how to, to actually harvest that or plant the seed of you should really sign up for this course. And so there's been other processes that you've had to, to, to learn development, I sent you to my buddies over at Sandler to, yeah, to, yeah. to get some ideas on, on, you know, just the sales mindset right, around right. that. And, and, you know, something we continue to, to work on and, and developing those processes. Eventually those will be things that, that you can grow into and, and kind of uh, delegate and build teams up uh, around, but talk, talk about some of the, the external, you know, outside of the actual product class uh, development in terms of the, the the strategy and the things that you've had to to learn and and get a little better at to to ultimately make all of this possible. And when you say that, are you are you referring to? Um, I mean, the the aspect of you know putting myself out there, getting people to sign up. Are you talking about like operations? Not so. Let's talk about promotion more than operations. Promotion. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, in the beginning, the main way that we were promoting was it kind of went back to, you know, step one is, is have a good product, right? Quality product. So we got, we had results, right? And then, so an idea I had right in the beginning was, Hey, you know, social media is huge and what better way to have other people 
know about us than just to have this, the same student who did really well post that score on their page, right? So that was basically the, 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 the first thing we did. Their scores improved, and I would tag them. They would post it on Instagram, and their friends would see it and be like, holy shit, like this, this score is, is a great improvement. Where'd you yeah. get that from? They go to the page, and then, and then from there, it was just having everything set up so that it's less, you know, it's, it's not a, uh, to, for them to sign up, it should be easy. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Reduce the friction. Reduce the friction for them to sign up. Right. So, you know, we had the landing page, the link, <clears throat> et cetera. That's how, that's how we started. And for a while that that's really all that it's kind of all I needed, right. Or a piece of pie needed. Um, and I think now is where we're starting to, I'm having more time now that I'm having others teach and doing the other operations, right to focus on expanding that bit more. Right. Um, I mean, the main thing has been social for me, social media. It's been uh, knowing who your target mark or yeah, uh, target audience is, right. posting content that is helpful, right? That's, that's most of the posts that I make now are things that are actually helping. If it's a question of the day, if it's a... Um, something that they didn't know about uh, signing up to college or, you know, I try to keep it related to SAT, but you just post a bunch of stuff that relates to what they want to see that relates to uh, the college process and SAT. And that helps them. Right. right. And then from there, you mix in some testimonials and they're going to inquire at a certain point. Well, and I, I, I want to make sure that we, we kind of stress this point because, you know, everybody's out there on social and like, oh, put out stuff and put out stuff that's helpful and da, da, da. And you can put out all this content. And we talk about that as like preparing the soil, right? Like creating this fertile environment, you building the trust and credibility uh, with folks and definitely putting out that, that content does things. But you don't get a lot of people inquiring just off of that. Like you have to, to, to really plant the, the, the seed and cultivate that. And when you, you have to mix in there, all right, we have a course. Here's the results. And the thing that blows my mind when we started doing the market research for this is like comparing to, to some of the other services and stuff that were out there, you can go on their websites and they would talk about all this stuff and have all these great things, but they don't post results. Nobody posts score improvements. It blows my Nobody mind. Nobody posts score improvements. Like what the heck are people paying for? Yeah, like ultimately- that's the it. That like that is what people are buying. Like they're wanting to get into to good schools. They want to have better opportunities. They want to get good scholarships. And that thing in the way, that obstacle is, I need to get this score. Right. I've got to cross this this chasm. Can you help me do that? And so by building that rapport with the the, the students, have that inability. And like you said, doing it on on social where you're like, hey, can I post your score? Or they were posting their scores and tagging you already. Like that spread the word immensely, but ultimately that's that what fire. gave the, the the credibility is, and and really what people are were buying into, because <clears throat> you didn't really talk about you didn't get on there and say like oh we've got a twelve week course and there's going to be you know fifty four hours of but da, 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 da. like yeah maybe the the parents would ask that or maybe after they were already into it like those become considerations looking at the schedule and all those things but ultimately it came down to. Here's something that you need, you know, you already want to, to do. I can help you with some just by being in the space, just by, you know, following us, give you some ideas, build that trust and credibility. And then, hey, would you like to get a score improvement like this? Yeah. Here's what, here's what you do. 
it, yeah, that's funny. All the other stuff is is it doesn't come like ultimately it comes down to that. It's like this is the issue. Here's the solution. You know, and that's basically what's what's. I mean, that's what I would not thinking about it from like if, if I were looking for a a, a tutoring company that's gonna help me with my SAT score, that that would be one of the questions I would ask. Can I see some improvements? Most parents actually don't ask that, and I think a part of that is because they're used to not having that uh, information be available or maybe they don't trust the information given to them. Maybe, you know, then, yeah, sure. People go up that way, but we have that and we have it. Like I tagged the kid, like it's a real student who went up, you know, 150 points in our prep shots of the email from the college board, like so, drawing the, the, the comparisons, like I, and I, if you want to see how that's done, like good examples of, not just good examples of, you know, kind of the, the, the results, like those make good little social posts, but go check out piece of by learning on, uh, on, on Instagram, but then also the testimonials. And that's something that we worked on. Well, like getting the kids to tell the stories of yeah. <laughs> where they were coming through and whatnot. Cause you know, you get kids like, Oh, I'm, you know, math, Jesus. Woo. Like great. <laughs> but that doesn't tell anything. But when you get kids to write literally five paragraph essays, that was telling you about what the impact that this is going to make and how they're going to be the first ones going to college or how now that they, they got the full ride for Florida bright futures and uh, all their tuition is going to be paid like those things, the value that comes after those results that became huge as well. Huge shout out to, to Will Dukes on that one. And he, he hooked thought it up. I was crazy when I told you to have these long <laughs> testimonials. He's like, look, bro, this is how, this is how it works, right? You have to, you have to help them tell their story. And he has, you know, it's, it's called the story arc and he gave me the breakdown. You know, it, it just, you just got to ask the right questions and then let them tell their story, but you're just guiding them. And the testimonials that come out of that are crazy long. So if you guys see the testimony on my page, shout out to Will Dukes. He's the one who, who, who kind of orchestrated that. And it's amazing. It, it really helps. Uh, it really helps them find their words. I think you're just, just a guide. And yeah. it's really important because it, it's like it's it just it shows that it's just more than that score. Like, obviously, the raw improve like that's ultimately what people want. That's the result, the improvement. But it's also it also helps the student uh, explain what it means to them. Well, I want to I want to shift before we kind of run out of, uh, of time here. Yes, but definitely give the, the other time to uh, for, for folks that actually are interested in tutoring or for for their kids or whatnot. But. And, you know, when it comes back down to uh, like brass tacks and, and, and what this is, is made, because like you said, you were, you were you know, doing pretty well ahead of time or when, when we first got started, you're completely stressed out and things. But, you know, you were kind of like the normal average tutor rates. I, mean, I think it was like 75 bucks an hour. Or so At that point, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. And, you know, and I remember I told you and you're like, oh, but I got all these people coming in. I told you you had to, to, to bump your rates to like 125 and you like flipped out. Yeah, I thought you were crazy, bro. And people kept paying it. And <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I know. I was like, well, and now and, and and now you're getting paid more than some lawyers in Miami. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, on an hourly rate, right? 250 an hour. Yes. Or, yes. Uh, that is that is the, the the current going rate. Might have to bump it up. I don't know. <laughs> and uh and 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 not in small not in small chunks. I know one of your uh, more distinguished clients later just came in, uh, you know, like a, a 30 week or 30 hour. Yeah. Recently it was a 30 hour package in, recently. 
30-hour yeah, package at that at India, and you had to do it in three weeks. That was crazy. But nonetheless. But we got, but we got the result, though. 230 yeah, he, wanted a, he wanted a 50-point increase yeah, he, for a son, and what did he get? He got a 230-point increase in three weeks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You, you get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? There like, you go. Was, well, that's exactly right. And, like, getting instilling that mentality has been a, uh, a big thing. And, like, you know, just getting – getting the understanding of, you know, the market, like you charge market rates if you deliver market results. Exactly. And <laughs> two, the, the other thing with this though, is that I know I, I run into a lot of people when I talk about like, all right, you need to get a, you need to get a focus. Like we're going to have the strategy about from this, like, Oh, I'm going to lose all this other stuff, but you haven't lost the ability to do one-on-one tutoring or, or these other things. Like you, it's actually expanded it because now, you have your other other tutors, your former students who you can vet and that can be TAs. And now you've expanded that. And they're not obviously not at that, that same rate. But then it, it's allowed you to be very, very focused on that and increase your rates as well. And so yeah. now, like what you've tripled, the, you've close to tripled your rate on on individual tutoring. I think you've yep. tripled your your overall revenue. Yes. And, uh, and, and you don't know the, the goals we've got set for, uh, or have in mind oh, for you my wait for next. <laughs> don't be afraid. I'm glad that's right there. Don't be afraid. All right. There you go. There we're you good. go. But we're going to, yeah, we're going to have you within a, within a, within a couple of years. I think you're, you're going to be breaking the seven figures because as soon as we, uh, we that's next year, right? Ways. Oh no. In two years, it's a couple. Sorry. In two, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you, you'll be, be close. We over that half a million mark next year for sure. As but, long as uh, I'm, I'm still able to, to have my uh, meditation time and my runs. And that's, that's been my, to be honest, the more the business grows, right. The more uh, I'm focusing on, it was, I was running yesterday. And the two words that came to mind was order and peace. And it's just like, just maintain order and don't lose the other side of life too. Like working out or, you know, your health, your family, and so the more I'm growing, the more I'm doing. The, it's funny. Well, I'm actually having more time to do that stuff, which has been phenomenal. I mean, before I wouldn't, you know, when I was going crazy before we we started working together, I, I was not working out. I was not. I was just working, <laughs> not working out. It was just working. So you know, lately I've been, I, you know, I've worked out every day. I either ran or, or I've you know, been meditating again, uh, spending more time with family, and all of that coming down to just getting organized and setting order to things and big shout out to Will Dukes. Help well, me I certainly that. appreciate that. It's great to have, uh, it's great to have clients that listen and uh, that, that actually follow through. I and, try. <laughs> and, and you do a great job, but uh, if you are interested in, and one of the other things I've, I've brought Renan into to some of, the, of my other inner circles and, and, and groups to, to be able to just talk about these ideas around business and, and life and keeping things in perspective and learning from each other. I know he's uh, up for that. So, you know, if you're just a, a, another business owner and uh, are looking to, to expand or to, to be able to, to scale through focusing, I think is, is maybe one way to put it. I know we'd be, be willing to, to have a chat, but you know, if you, or somebody you know has a uh, high schooler that is looking to, to improve their SAT math score, you can certainly contact them for that as well. I know they're going to have enrollments, or actually right now, enrollments for the, uh, the January class that is in preparation for the March 
2022 SAT is uh, is opening up. It is open here pretty soon, if not already open now. And uh, and so you can reach out. How do they get in contact with you for all those things? So they can uh, send me an email at Renan at pieceofpylearning.com. They can go to the website. I feel like, well, a direct contact with me would be either email or my number, but I think email is more, I don't know, yeah. Dukes, is that professional? Good for putting it out on, uh, on the internet. On Some the internet. That, but I'm learning on the spot right now. So yeah, yeah. Renan at uh, pieceofpylearning.com, right? And if you want more information on just the course itself and, and what we do, you can go to the website pieceofpylearning.com it's in the email and visit our page on social media piece of pie learning so one of those fantastic well i hope everybody can kind of take these these lessons you know a little bit more of a, a meta conversation today instead of directly around into branding but definitely some solid takeaways that anybody can take and, and apply back into your business go get your hands dirty and grow something great be well <laughs>